Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Yes, depending on where you are, this is Dr. Lulu, aka the Momatrician. Welcome to Suicide Pages, the podcast with Dr. Lulu. Happy, should I call it quarantine? Happy stay home, happy lockdown, but most importantly, happy slowdown. Yeah, I hope you can hear me very well. Yes, this is actually coming at you guys live. I haven't done any of these in a long time, so I'm really, really excited to come to you guys this afternoon, this morning, this evening, whenever you're listening to me, to say hello, hi, how are you? Yes, we're in this together, right? That's what everyone is saying, but that's the truth. We are in this together. This is, these are unprecedented times. I have never in my life heard about a pandemic while, you know, I mean, I've heard about it as a doctor, but not like, if anybody had told me at the beginning of the year, just the way 2020 started, the year of vision, everyone and their mamas were talking about just how cool this year was gonna be, that by the end of the first quarter, we'll be on lockdown. I don't know if I should call it real lockdown because it's like semi-lockdown. Some folks think, still think it's a joke. Some folks you know, are taking it seriously. People are dying left, right, and center. Folks are going hungry. People are losing their jobs. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's like almost an apocalypse, right? And yet some of us are still alive and well, and we're still standing. So I'm saying for that reason that maybe there's a reason that we're still here, okay? Because we're not better than anyone who has the virus. We're not smarter than them, we're nothing than them. This people that have either died or are very sick right now from the virus. And furthermore, the pandemic is not over. So we don't even know like on a day-to-day basis, what's gonna be happening like tomorrow. Like nobody knows. So with that in mind, I'm coming with, really I had nothing prepared. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I was toying with the fact that, with the idea of just re-releasing an old episode and just, you know, leave it at that. But something in me said, you know what, just go ahead and do something fresh. Speak from your heart. No need to practice, which I never really do, but just just speak from your heart. So I'm gonna speak from my heart today. So the first thing I wanna say is, I wanna say a big, huge, ginormous, Texas-sized, bigly thank you. Thank you to all the moms and dads out there. Thank you to all the parents who are holding it down. 
I know it's a it's a new day, it's a new way of living. Like nobody ever thought this was going to be happening. So, but thank you to the parents because I'm a parent and I know that's my very that's my most fitting hat is my mom hat. So I want to say thank you to the parents because this is like indefinite vacation. Like I read somewhere on Facebook where they said, or somewhere on social media, they said, this quarantine is going to bring out the truth, right? People who say, oh, I want to spend more time at home. Oh, I love spending time with my kids. This is going to bring out the true you. But I want to say thank you also because even for me who has, or is it me who, yeah, me who has, oh yeah, me who has grown kids, I have two in college, one about to graduate. I am still like, on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm like, God, how, I mean, what, what's going on? When is it gonna be over? Imagine for those parents who have young children. And so talking about those who have young children, of course, because this is suicide pages, I have to mention that this morning I was tagged by one of my friends, Andrea Moore, she tagged me on a 15-year-old California teenager, all-around sports girl, you know, supposedly the life of the party, who had killed herself last week. The story is that she was tired of the lockdown. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't believe it. I don't know if I can say bullshit on my own podcast, but I'm saying, I'm calling it Bullshit. I don't believe it. Not because she didn't kill herself, but I don't believe the reason. Because I read the article, there's one on the New York Times, I think, and then the Washington Post, and then the UK, Huffington Post, somebody. One of those many, many major thingies. Either way, I'm just concerned that that's the reason. Not because People don't kill themselves for all kinds of weird reasons, but I'm just, when I read the article, I didn't see, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel like that was the, the main reason from reading the article. Now, that being said, I did make a prediction about a month ago when all this first started that we were gonna see a hike in adult suicides and we're gonna see less youth and less children and less teen suicides. Less, not none, but less. And I said that very cautiously because I know that most of the kids who kill themselves usually are kids that have been bullied at school, right? Or on the school bus. So yes, hallelujah. We have school is out and um, indefinitely. So there's a kid out there who was being bullied terribly at school who is happy that school is out. Now, on the, other, on the other side of that, um, anything that is indefinite is worrisome, right? But then if you worry about it, it doesn't change it. So I say adapt to it, right? So that's one, that's another way to, that's something else we're gonna come back to later on. Now, I'm saying this because if we have a child whose enemy is at home, in other words, if the source of trauma is at home, then I can see how we can have a hike in suicides from that angle. If a child is being molested at home, if a child is being bullied at home, if the parents are yelling at them at home, yes, I can see easily how that can be a huge problem and how we can have a child kill themselves. 
So if a child is being molested at home, if there's something really, really bad going on at home and that child is now being forced to stay at home indefinitely with that source of trauma, then yes. Now, I don't know this girl, I'm not saying her name, but based on the way she was described by her school teachers, her classmates, her mom, I just didn't feel like that was all that was just because she was asked to stay at home. Why am I saying this? Because many, many, many kids are being asked to stay at home now. And hmm, unless there's something else, there's an added layer. Like her mom was only quoted like once or twice in the articles that I read, right? And she didn't really go into deets. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. May her soul rest in peace. I didn't post it on my Facebook page. Usually I would, but I didn't. Mainly because there's also, there's also something called suicide contagion. That's one. But also I'm not, I'm not buying the story fully. So call me a skeptic. I'm just not, you know, my spirit is not accepting that reason. So I'm going to wait a little bit is what I'm going to do and see if indeed, like Andrea and I kind of chatted about maybe, um, the truth is going to come out. Okay. So that's one, but I digress. So what you came out, just this whole staying at home. So if you're a parent, I want to say kudos to you because first of all, now you see what it's like to raise your own kids indefinitely, which believe it or not, some people are having issues with that. But also if your kid is a bully at school and you're one of those parents who they've been telling you, your child is bad, your child is bad, or there's something that your child is doing that is unacceptable at school. And you're one of those parents and they're like, oh, I, the teacher said my child is bad. Or the teacher said, oh, I can't believe they said. Time for you to see the true colors of your kid. Okay? Time for you to smell the roses that your child has been growing, right? And also... <laughs> Just to make it funnier, I saw, and I'm, maybe other people also saw too, on Facebook or on social media, there's this guy who went live, went live to say big thank you to teachers. So the other people I want to thank are the teachers. This guy is a parent. He was he went live saying um, thank you to the teachers, that he just can't believe how bad his kid is. I think some of it was true, but some of it was also just kind of, he was just playing it up. But, you know, it's gone viral because he was speaking from his heart. He was saying he doesn't know how his child has been passing because his child is <laughs> not too smart. And just saying thank you to teachers. So, of course, I want to say thank you to teachers. I want to say thank you for holding it down. Even now that we have brand new online school, boom, we never used to have that before. So, yes. I want to say thank you to all, to my kids' teachers. I have two kids in college, one in high school. I want to say thank you to them. I want to say thank you also to the kids. This is not easy. This is It's not easy at all. I recommend kids get out there and exercise and get busy and, you know, be outdoors if you can. But I can understand how claustrophobia and cabin fever can set in. So we're going to talk about what you can do, what you and your kids can do later on to kind of help ameliorate that. We're also going to talk about what you as a parent or as a teacher can do to also ameliorate all of that. So we're coming to that in a second. And um, on a funny note, 
if you are a if you're like me and you're a mom and you've been staying at home then i'm calling it in my own case quarantine 15 i've put on i know at least five pounds but i know since it's indefinite i don't know when it's going to end i may very well be uh, be looking at quarantine 15 or quarantine 15 by the time all of this is over so please 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 Try to limit the trips to the pantry, the trips to the refrigerator. I'm telling you this. I don't know that I've been doing it, but I'm telling you to try because it is hard, y'all. It is, it, honey, it is hard. It is hard. It is hard. And um, if all else fails, try at least to burn the extra calories if you can because if you're getting the weight, you're gonna, it's going to just be that much harder to lose it. Now, I'm not deliberately avoiding the mental aspect, the mental health aspect of this. I'm not deliberately avoiding it. I'm just, I had a, like a way I wanted to present this thing today and I wanted to talk about that last. But um, since, you know, everyone is like, well, you know, it's a suicide podcast. Why isn't she talking about that? Let me talk about that. Okay. So, one of, the, one of the things I would like you to do is, I'm a reader, I love to read. So if you like to read, then this is a good time for you to go and and just pick up a book and, and read. Even if you're not, you're not a reader. I mean, we have so much time on our hands right now. I say pick up a book and read. Now, while I'm talking about that, if you're looking for a good book, if you're looking for a good read, I do have two books that have been published, so you can read one of them. It's a parenting book. The other one is a book about teen suicide. You can educate yourself. The first book is called How to Raise Well-Rounded Children. The second one is called A Teen's Life. Both books are available on Amazon as well as on my website, which is um, www.teenalive.com forward slash books. So you can get those books there. If you want to get them from my website, then they, they're going to be I'm going to be sending them from home, so you probably get them autographed and you probably have them nicely personalized with a message. But either way, just grab the book and get reading. I think it's a good thing now that, you know, it's quiet. We can start talking about these things that we don't like to talk about normally. And I don't want us to wait until another suicide before we start talking about suicide. So I say grab the book. It's called 18's Life. And um, learn about suicide, you know, and start the conversation, right? Hashtag start the conversation. So anyway, that was kind of what I wanted to, I want to talk about that. But other than that, let's talk about the things that you as an adult can do to stay sane. So my last blog talked about 10 things you can do to stay, for self-care basically. So to stay sane during this, this craziness that we don't even know if there's going to be an end to it. A friend of mine and I were talking the other day and I said, honey, I predict it's going to be going on until like October. She was like, no, don't say that. I said, well, I'm saying that because people don't want to stay home. People want to go about their business. And not that I want to ever, ever play devil's, devil's advocate because I know better. I can understand how people want to go out. But I'm saying, wear your mask, wear your gloves, get your hand sanitizer, Go where you gotta go and get back home as fast as possible because people have to go to the store, people have to buy gas, people have to go to work. But if you don't have to go to work, please stay home. Let this be the ultimate test of your staying home abilities, right? So please stay home, please stay home. 
take it from me. I will not ask you to stay home if you didn't have to. Okay. But that being said, um, let's talk about the things you can do while you're at home to stay to practice some self-care. So my first, the first thing that I mentioned in my blog, my blog is called Words by Black Butterfly, if you don't know that. So it's prayer and meditation. So whether you see prayer as a way of talking to God or the universe or your personal chi or just simply communicating with nature, I strongly recommend some form of prayer daily because I think it is okay to allow yourself to be vulnerable. And I think prayer is one of those things that opens your vulnerability, right? So I say try to pray. And if you can't pray, then try to meditate. I loved hanging out with Jay Shetty. He did a 20-day 20 minutes meditation, which ended last week. It was so much fun. So I had a blast learning about meditation, learning about self, you know, just kind of introspection. And he took us to the ocean. He took us to the woods. He took us to the park. He took us everywhere. It was so much fun. Second thing you can do is yoga. And um, yes, I used to be like a big time yoga person, and then I developed fibromyalgia and it was just so hard to continue. But I'm, I'm going back slowly now. I'm doing twice daily sun salutations. I have C-spine stenosis and I have fibromyalgia. And recently my fibro flared up really, really bad. And my back was hurting so much that I was walking bent over. I don't know what happened, but I was really, really sick with that. So one of my sons suggested I look up this lady called Kita Les. She did um, sun salutations for about two months and her back pain went away. And ever the skeptic, but also ever the one person that's going to try anything once, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And today's like day 14 or day 15. And let me tell you, it is working. My back is better. So I'm going to keep on doing it. My plan is to do 90 days of sun salutation. So I'm going, to, I'm going to keep on doing it. The third thing is walking. I love to exercise. I love to do kickboxing and all that craziness. But since I can't do too much anymore, I walk. I walk once or twice every day. I walk. As much as possible, I walk twice a day. But if I, even if I can't, I walk once a day. And one of the things I was doing while I was walking earlier on was practicing my TEDx pitches. And believe it or not, I would stop my neighbor, six feet apart, of course, and pitch to them. You know, I didn't know who these people are, um, were, but I just kind of met them. And it actually worked out very, very well. So I say you can walk. You can try walking. Um, you don't have to do anything fancy. Just, just, just walk. Just walk, okay? And then, of course, I already talked about um, reading. But if you're also a reader, then you might also be a writer. You might also like to write. So... I say, even if you don't like writing, there's no better time than today, than now, to start practicing your writing, right? Everybody has this experience that is new to us. Let's flood the bookstores with our new books. Let's flood the bookstores with our new books. I'm so excited because I am also launching this week, actually, that this particular week on Friday, I'm launching my, my online course called you should write your book now, right? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, you should write your book now because I think this is a time to write a book. If you have a skill that you want to share with people, i.e., I don't know, making face masks, you can write a book about it. If you have a an experience that you want to share with, with people, if you have 
a result like maybe you know you try to lose 50 pounds and you succeeded whatever just 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 start writing so and if you want to join my cohorts we go live this friday the 17th at 6 p.m central standard time just log on to well, actually, find me on Facebook is probably best. I'm Uchena Ume on Facebook. Or ask the Tolulu on Facebook. Just send me a, D, a DM and I'll take it from there. Because we don't, I don't have a landing page yet. But I already signed up about six people, believe it or not. So I'm excited. But I have room for about a couple more. So join us and it'll be fun. And one thing I want us to try to do, oh my goodness, is practice gratitude. Oh my God. I can't even like shouts, okay? I, 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 yes, I have periods when I fail. That is true because we're all human. But let me tell you something. If you practice gratitude, what I'm learning is that there's no room for anything negative once you're practicing gratitude. Imagine you saying, oh, I'm so thankful that I have my kids home and they're healthy. You can't think of anything negative about your kids at that moment because you're being grateful that your kids are home with you healthy. So just something like that, something as, as simple as that. You know, I'm so thankful that I woke up this morning and I'm awake, okay? And people went to bed last night and did not wake up. If you're in that moment and in that zone, you find that it's almost impossible to think anything negative because you're too busy being grateful, right? So how about that? You know, learn a new hobby. Why not? Oh my goodness. Start knitting, start planting a garden, start making face masks. I mean, start something, start a blog. Okay, start a podcast. Do something, anything to fill in the blanks. I say go for it. Let's let's start somewhere. Let's go for it. So yeah, I say pick up a new hobby. If you want to pick up photography, playing cards, something, a musical instrument. One of my friends is learning how to play the saxophone. I'm like, that is so nice. Just pick something. Just do something for yourself. And when you're done, pamper yourself. Yes, so you can also do that. You can do a self-pampering session. And one of the things that Jay Shetty taught us was self-massage. He showed us how to do that and how to breathe in peace and calm and balance and stillness and ease and joy and exhale anxiety and pain and doubt and you know anything negative and he just oh my goodness it was just so good and I learned that I learned that so you know self-pamper yourself talk to yourself go to your shower take a warm bath inhale take a deep breath exhale you know, self-pampering, you could just dance. You could just make love to yourself. I mean, do what you got to do, you know, but just pamper yourself, right? And then call your girlfriends. I'm really, really big on girlfriends. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, I went to an all-girls high school. So I'm really big on doing stuff with my girls, with my high school classmates. And I'm really, really like, that's a big one for me. Um, oh, my goodness. Yes, I'm all about that. So I am doing something that I do once a week, I have a, a kind of call your girlfriend, luau, and you know, we just talk on Zoom, and it's so much fun. So yeah, call your girlfriends, call your family members, call a distant friend you haven't spoken to in a while. A friend of mine's husband just died, and in the UK, I don't know if it was from COVID-19 or not, but, you know, call your friends, reconnect. If there's nothing else we're going to do, this virus will teach us to slow down and reconnect. 
So that is one aspect of taking care of self when it comes to this particular season that we, we, we don't know, we can't predict, you know? So I say, stop, smell the roses and take care of yourself. It is so important. And when it comes to your kids, yeah, I mean, another thing you can do is find, find you know, get, just get creative, right? Most people's kids like to play video games. I know my kids do, right? Okay, so play video games with your kids if you must. And if you don't want to play video games with your kids, play card games with your kids. Do something new with your kids, something you haven't done before. There's so much you can do. You can plant a garden. You can read together. You can cook together. My kids are learning how to cook. My middle son does not like cooking at all. But guess who is learning how to cook? Little by little, him, you know, he's learning how to cook. The other ones like to cook and they bake and, you know, just just, uh, just sit down and talk. We have little meetings. We um, yell, we get excited, we get upset, but we always come back to that family and just appreciating each other. So absolutely have fun. It's your family, you know. You can cry if you want to. It's yours. You know, there's no right or wrong way to do this. It, it just is right? So anxiety, let's talk about a little bit. Let's talk about that a little bit. And then I think um, we'll close with that. So many, many of us are anxious, including me, myself, and I. We're all anxious. Yes, we are. I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen. I'm afraid to go to the store. I mean, we have one of the stores nearby where, where we live. They said that they had a case there. We're trying our best to just kind of stay. I, I completely stopped listening to anything COVID-19 related. I don't want to know anything about numbers. If I want to know anything, I go to, actually every day, the Texas Medical Association sends us an email every day about a COVID-19 update. So if I needed something, I would just go there. Like I'm not watching any videos anymore. I don't want to hear anything that's going to just upset me. I just, I just don't want to do that anymore. I, I, I can pick and choose what I allow into my head. And in this particular situation, I'm not allowing any more, anything that's going to just upset me into my head. So you don't have to do that, but I choose to do that. I can't, I can't even, I just can't. So anxiety is going to be a big, big problem. But just remember your kids are watching you. And if you show too much anxiety and the kids watch you, then they're going to they're gonna absorb that anxiety. One thing if you have younger children, you can do is as much as possible, try to protect them from the news. Maybe come to their level and share with them if you must. Explain to them why they can't have a birthday party, for instance, or they can't go and visit their friends. You can explain it to them at their level. But remember, if you're not watching, if you're not protecting your own anxiety, you're going to share with your kids. I was listening to a TED talk and they said, you know, if, if someone looks at you and your eyes are smiling, they will absorb the smile. And they look at you and your eyes look worried, they immediately look worried. So they, you're, you know, it's like telepathy. So your kids will notice that also. So as much as possible, if you're feeling anxious, maybe go for a walk and when you feel better, you can engage with the kids. Try not to let them absorb the anxiety because I mean, it's, it's there. That's a true statement. It is there. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say if you feel like you need to take medication, feel free. I'm not too big on that. I read three times that book called Think and Grow Rich. And I know what he said there is so true. He said, if you, if you don't conquer self, self is going to conquer you. 
So if you try to protect the thoughts that come into your head, if you can try to protect the thoughts that come into your head, if you try to avoid the thoughts that come into your head, you will be so much happier. You'll be so, I mean, it's like, you will realize that you are in control of everything. You are in control. You There are little, little things you can do to avoid going down that path. But you know, if, you, if you'd rather take the medications, that's also okay. You know, you just do you, right? Do you, whatever works for you. But for me, I will say, try to, pre, try to prevent the negative thoughts come from coming in. And what I tell my patients is don't let them come in and take a seat and get comfortable. Don't, you know? Let them come in for a second, acknowledge them. It's okay to acknowledge them and then tell them be gone. You know, replace the negative thought processes with positive thought processes. Think about gratitude. Once you find gratitude somewhere, you will not have time to waste on, on anything negative. And this is a true statement. I'm not lying to you. I've been trying my best to practice more and more gratitude. And for me, it is working. For me, it is working. Okay. So um, that's all I had today. I wanted to mention that my, you know, my two books are out and my third book should be out by May 30th. It's called Is Your Child a Bully? I'm trying to play on the time that we're at home with our kids now. Time for you to start exploring and asking those tough questions of your children. Start finding out for yourself, are you a bully? Are your kids observing you and absorbing that energy? And if you are a bully, are you bullying them verbally, which is the most common way of bullying, by the way, is verbal bullying. And if you are, then maybe you should get my course. My course is called Parenting Without Yelling. Just go to my website, www.tinalive.com forward slash courses, and you see my Parenting Without Yelling right there. Pay your money, and I will send you the recorded version of the of the class. And if you want to sign up for the live class, just sign up for the live class as well. Okay, other than that, I just want to say, you guys, just stay well, stay healthy, stay home. Stay positive. You got this. This too shall pass. This is Dr. Omi. This is Dr. Lulu, a.k.a. The Mama Trisha, signing out. Peace.